everybody. Welcome back to The Blender. That's right, this is Jeff talking. I have returned to another show other than Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. Um, and obviously I am not doing this by myself because that would be horrible. Um, I am joined by the host of WrestleMania Salvation. Sal is here. What's up, Jeff? Hey, that's too much energy for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll keep it low key. Uh, well, low key. Oh, we talk about him today. Uh, oh, God, not right. in the list. Sorry, he no. didn't make the cut. No, no, he didn't. He should never make the cut either. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna jump right into it. I'm not good at intros. I think everybody knows that. Um, and I'm gonna say, let's talk about the men's and women's money in the bag matches. All right. Um. Uh, how do you think the men's Money in the Bank match? Oh, I guess both of them. But we'll go we'll go with the men's first. How do you think it was set up? Do you think it was set up in a uh, proper manner as opposed to having qualifying matches this year? I I don't like I I don't I don't understand why we're just booking very lazily. Um, you could have had two weeks of TV with qualifying matches. And the thing is about the qualifying matches, let's say these eight people in Money in the Bank is 100% who you wanted in Money in the Bank. That's fine. But if you gave me, like, Cesaro versus Strowman, that's a match I haven't seen before. And that would have been a very nice, you know, Eight opener that could have been a great show opener on Raw. Yeah. Um, or you could give me, you know, McIntyre uh, versus the Miz. versus uh, versus Miz. Sure, right? Like anything like that. Things that you haven't seen before, and you you do it for both shows. Even if you do them all, all four qualifiers in one night on Raw and then all four on SmackDown. That's still a week of TV that seems to me is very compelling because you're you're then slowly building the entrance for Money in the Bank instead of just being like, here it is! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, so, plus, it's fucking lazy. It's very lazy. And the people who are in the match over people who are not is, is very much of a head-scratcher. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Okay. I don't hate... I mean, when you have the money in the bank booking, you're always going to have that monster in there. They always have a big guy in these money in the bank matches. They're almost always. It's like, okay, you have Braun Strowman in there. Uh, that's fine. I don't think he's going to win. Um, so we don't have an... I don't want to fucking see another monster in the bank. I hated that shit. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you got people in there. It's, it's there's <sighs> Baron Corbin. Is let's fucking let's break stupid. it down. Let's let let's break it down first. Let's do Raw. You have Corbin, McIntyre, Ricochet, and Braun. Um, mm-hmm. I get why Ricochet's in there. I love Ricochet, but Ricochet looks like a little person compared to the other three Raw guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think it's too much of an issue since you got Balor and Ali in there as well. But yeah, you do you do even it out on SmackDown. That's true. 
you'll have Ollie and Ricochet doing some really high flying stuff. So that's I think that's fine. Um, you, uh, I'm sure they'll have a spot. I guarantee you they'll have a spot where Ricochet dives off a ladder onto everyone or some shit like that. Um, go ahead. Well, then the other thing on the other so then when they announce SmackDown, okay, you got Balor, you got Ali. And then you got Randy Orton. And it's like, well, I guess Ricochet is doing a suicide dive into an RKO. That's the reason why Orton's in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it'll... Uh... I I understand you want, like, a past winner in there. But to have... Was it three? You got Randy Orton, you have Baron Corbin, and you have Braun Strowman. Yeah, you yeah, don't need all three of them. former winners. Who was the fourth guy from SmackDown? I blanked on it. It was Orton, Balor, Ali, and... Uh, Andrade. That I agree with. I agree with Andrade. And to be honest, his character fits the money in the bank. It would be so perfect. Oh, it would be great if he won. And that's kind of what I was... uh, I had hinted at on the main show. I said, you know, if they're booking money in the bank as who do we want our next world champion to be... Then they put him in the match, and then everybody else is kind of just not filler, but like okay, who we get some small guys, we'll get some big guys. None none of it matters because so and so is going to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of this, I think the two most beneficial winners would be Andrade or Drew McIntyre for sure. Right. And personally, I think that is absolutely what's going to happen. It's going to be either Drew or um. Or Andrade. See, my my issue with the way they booked it is I would prefer a Money in the Bank where you can make a case for all eight competitors. Right. And that's definitely not the case here because, to be honest, the three who have already won pretty much are guaranteeing they're not winning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Money in the Bank is definitely one of those matches that's kind of unpredictable. It's pretty uh, I don't know it's unpredictable in the sense that not everybody who you think is going to win is going to win and uh, like Braun Strowman winning probably weren't expecting that maybe I don't know that was I guess still during his run when he was kind of hot and then um, Braun Strowman is like the worst person to hold the briefcase because because he already did and it was fucking shit then but that, but even when he did it originally, he's seven feet tall, pretty much. He's like four hundred pounds. Why does this man need a guaranteed title shot? He should just be ripping through people and and destroying them, and and they have no choice but to give him a title shot. He and, shouldn't need a, an extra contract. And he ruined. Uh, I mean, that probably not obviously not his fault, but he ruined the integrity of the briefcase and the he, the fun behind it because he's just like. I'm going to use this to face you at this point, as opposed to yep. just coming out uh, at a random time. He can come out at any time, and that would have been, like, that's the whole fucking fun of the money in the bank, is you don't know when the person's going to cash in, and that's why nine times out of ten, a heel is better to hold this thing. Yes, and then that was also mentioned on the main show, that it's better for a heel to hold it. I think there are certain times when a, a baby face holds it that it still can be fun. And it depends on the character. If the character is a little bit edgy, 
Like, for example, if you put Miz now in this match and Miz won, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because Miz is a giant jackass, whether he's a baby face or not. So him bragging that he has the case, it's just, you know, that's just fodder for the character. Yep. No, no. It's, instead, we get the, the steel cage match with him. Right. Yeah. But, like, if Balor wins the case this year... Uh, <laughs> he would be just, another. It's not another, as cool. If yeah, Drew, he, he would be another Braun that Braun Strowman incident where he would, he would yeah. almost more than likely tell you when he's going to cash it in, and it just takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Um, whereas if if Drew won and Seth goes through a fucking war some night on a pay-per-view, like, you know, a 30-minute, like, no-holds-barred match or something like that, and he can barely stand, and then you hear McIntyre's music, do the whole fucking... You could do that nine times, and it doesn't get old. Because oh. the whole crowd is just going to be like, oh, my God, is it happening? It's happening! Yeah. Like, that's and, the best part about Money in the Bank. And you know if Drew McIntyre has the belt, or has the case, he's going he's gonna to win it. He's gonna. He's going to win the belt. I agree with that. Um, whereas, oh, you know what? That that segues us very nicely into yeah. the women's Money in the Bank. Right, Dana Brooks winning that. Well, <laughs> so here's here's the real the biggest problem I have with the women's Money in the Bank. You will get that oh shit factor if Drew cat if Drew wins and and cashes in one night. You'll even get it with Andrade, because, you know, you can oh, see yeah. his character doing that. But who on the women's side would have that same effect? Because I don't see fucking anyone. Um, you could have a heel Bailey, maybe. Uh, if they turn <sighs> her into a heel at some we, point. we got to take a lot to get there, though. Yeah, well. Like, no, it could be done, but... Um, I'd almost feel like if they did Bailey, then her heel turn would be the cash in, because it would go against everything that this Bailey character has been. And then she does it and turns heel in the process, and then the next night she's like, "This was about me, 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 me," and like then all of a sudden she's a heel. Yeah, um, and the only other person I can maybe see is is like Mandy Rose or something, but. <laughs> Uh, everybody else is uh, no like Natalia. I don't give a shit. Um, was it Natalia Dana Brooke? I don't give a shit. Naomi, I don't give a shit. Which why, I don't. I don't know why she's getting so much shine now. Um, I, I, I she's not that she's getting shine. I'll I'll, I'll take that back. I'll, she's winning now. She she's moved to Raw and she what she beat Alexa Bliss. She beat Billy yeah. Kay. Um, I I don't. I don't know why. Well, I know why. It's because they're trying to establish another strong female talent on that roster that has lost a lot since WrestleMania. That's um, Okay. The problem with their roster on, on Raw right now, the females, you don't really have Becky on Raw. She is, but she isn't. So that's kind of a tweener at that point. And you've lost Ronda Rousey. You've lost Sasha Banks. And you've lost Bayley, you know. Or all the shit we throw at Bailey, still she was a legitimate woman's competitor. So that's why you get this match with people like Tina Brooke. Yeah, yeah. 
But now, okay, so if by the grace of the wrestling gods, um, they, they they ring the bell to start the match, and people are or, or not they ring the bell. They you know they they make the announcement. Hey, we're going to do the women's money in the bank. People are making their entrances, and Sasha absolutely jumps Dana and beats the fuck out of her. And it's like I'm now in the match. I'll take it, especially yeah. if she wins. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, see, because Sasha's another one of those characters who the Money in the Bank would fit very well with her. Oh, I would absolutely love that, especially her returning out of nowhere and and being a heel while doing it. That would be perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I as much as I like Ember Moon, I don't I don't think the the Money in the Bank fits her that well. Um, I was going to say, I love Ember Moon, and I, I assume she's going to do ricochet things in this match. But can you imagine her winning the briefcase and then, like, just being on SmackDown, and every once in a while she just shows up and she's like, I could cash this in. And you're yeah. just like, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just doesn't fit the character. But she'll she'll exactly. definitely have that the high the high-flying spot in the match, and she'll do all the crazy shit. Um, I don't. I'm kind of surprised Carmella's in there because I don't think you're gonna give it back to Carmella at this point. No, no, but she's in there as like the they'll fucking talk to but to death about how oh she could be the first two time winner and blah blah blah. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Just literally why she's there. So you have Bailey, Carmella. And, okay, so let me address the Mandy thing for a second. I I do like the idea of Mandy with Sonya's help either winning the briefcase or Mandy winning the briefcase and then with Sonya's help winning the title. I think it definitely could get her some heat. Um, yeah. I can't picture her cashing in on Becky. I really, like, it's... it's The believability isn't there for me. Unless yeah. they build Mandy up for a few months. True. True. Um... Uh, I don't know. Like, do you actually think they're gonna, um, have, like, okay, so here, he, I'll, I'll segue this, um, but I'm, uh, Mandy Rose, like, okay, okay, so the, the match has Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. And Alexa yep. Bliss and Carmella already won it. So I don't, yep. I don't see them winning it. Um, you never know with Alexa Bliss, though. Um, and uh, if the only fun people I could see winning this and having uh, an interesting run with the Money in the Bank briefcase is like Mandy Rose would have a great character for like to have it, and they could use the time to like have her brag about having the briefcase to build her up. And True. have her cash in, and at that point, maybe Becky's not the champion. Um, True. So, I mean, she's in two matches in Money in the Bank. You know, she's wrestling for both of her titles um, at Money in the Bank against Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. Um, which, I, I mean, come on. I know Charlotte Flair is the probably the best female wrestler right now um just talent wise but you got you gotta put somebody else in there at this point 
You gotta have something in between. Unless you're just gonna have her lose. Like, you're gonna have Becky lose and give it to Charlotte Flair, which I could easily see happening. That's the problem. So, you brought up a good point that maybe Mandy doesn't cash in on Becky. And I don't think Mandy would cash in on Charlotte either, but I can totally see Charlotte winning the belt. Maybe Lacey costs Becky the match. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte wins the belt, and Becky goes to Raw. And then you go into SummerSlam, you build up a baby face to go against Charlotte. Maybe it's Ember. Ember gets this big moment, and then Mandy and Sonya beat the bag out of her, and Mandy cashed in. I'm all right with that. It, you know, it's going to take us some time to get there, and which is fine. We don't build anything anymore, but that could work. Yeah. But like you said, Dana, no. Natalia, no. Probably not Bailey the way her character is right now. Definitely no. So they'd have to do a completely complete 180 with her character. Yeah. And it's just yeah. that's my problem. There seems to be a lot of too many no's, like right off the bat. Yeah, because at least with the men's one, you could see a good. I mean, you could see three, maybe four guys winning. Um, but the women's, it's just like I, I don't. It's almost like I don't see any of them winning. <laughs> exactly. Which, which I don't. Maybe that's another thing where it's like, oh, well, who's gonna win if no, I don't see anybody winning? Who's gonna win? But that's not fun. It definitely plays into the rumor of, well, you know, this is where Sasha comes back, and I think the only problem with that is there's a lot of times where we, as a, a wrestling fan base, will. We'll think of something cool, and then everybody will agree that it's cool, and then everybody starts talking about it, and they don't even have that on their radar. No, exactly. It's And then we just disappoint ourselves, because we're just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll get me more invested in this Money in the Bank match, but I, I just I, I don't see it. Uh, speaking of which... So, you announced the participants for Money in the Bank um, last week, essentially four weeks out, right? Yeah. Or maybe three weeks. Maybe it was three weeks out. But what do you do now for the next, you know, two or three TVs? I think it's, you know, maybe it's two, but still, like... What the fuck do you do now? Do you just have a bunch of fucking eight-man tags? Oh, I was going to say, I can only see so many fucking tag matches before I'm just like, I don't want to see it anymore. Because but I, that's why you, see that, that's why I don't understand why you skip the whole qualifying process, because that gives you TV. You have stuff to do on TV for the next two weeks. Yeah. You know, now, it, outside of the segment where they're, you know on the KO show, and they all stop fighting with each other. That's literally all you can do left with these girls. Yeah, and and the qualifying matches were part of the fucking fun of the Money in the Bank. Like, that was part of the fun. You you don't... it's You get literally double the competitors that could be in the match, and they kind of won their way in there, so it's like... There's a reason that they're there. So you lose... You essentially lose the reason for a couple of these competitors who are in the match, and you're like, you know 
you know why they're there. Like people like Ricochet, but why is he really there? Like, how did why is he have that spot? Or right, and, and, and you know, as much as everybody loves Ricochet, he, you know, coming off that loss to Bobby Roode, well, fuck. At the very least, he should have to qualify. Other than, hey, he could do Felicia throw him in the bank. Yeah, but that's not good. Like storytelling, you know what I mean? Yeah, and why couldn't that be a qualifying match? Right. You know, and and speaking of which, Robert Roode, uh, fantastic, fantastic for me. I like it. And and I saw a little bit of chatter um, this week. Oh, you know, online. Oh, he wasn't even on Raw this week. That's okay. You don't look. They have a large, large talent roster. I don't mm-hmm. mind not having, you know, everybody on the show every week. Um, I think it keeps somebody special. Now, maybe it wouldn't have killed them to do, like, a video recap, but I don't think they wanted to remind people that Ricochet lost. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But but Robert Roode and his Robert Roode character, perfect. It's what he should have been when he started on the main roster. And I think the only reason they, they didn't is because the song was over and people were people were over for Roode, so they were just like, no, I'll just make him a baby face, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 him as a face is. I it's just his entire career has proven that him as a face is, is not that great. Uh, him as a heel though has been pretty successful. He's been a pretty successful heel. Um, NXT. I mean, him in NXT was was fantastic as a heel. He was cocky, arrogant, um, and it just fit his his build. It fit his character better. Um, um, I, I just, I want to see, now, now, the fact that you didn't have him on this past week is fine, but you can't keep not having him on. No, no, he needs to be on Monday, and he needs to win again, and he needs to be braggadocious about it, and I, I need to see this evolve. Do you remember the takeover that Rude showed up with, like, nine girls on each arm? Yes. Oh, that's fucking phenomenal. That was great. That was, that was, like... The only the only entrance that was better than that was when or not entrance but like was when Velveteen Dream was came out on the fucking couch. That was the only yeah. one that was better. That's in my true. opinion, I love that shit. I think that's hilarious. There's nothing that, that, worse than a cocky heel coming out with just a bunch of women on his arms. Dude, it was perfect, and they all like it reminded me. Have you ever seen the movie Catch Me If You Can with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. So there's a scene in it where he's pretending to be an airline pilot, and to distract the FBI and the police, he's got he's surrounded by these like gorgeous flight attendants. Yep. And he's got like nine of them, like just surrounding yeah. him, and that's what it reminded me of. So I was like, and it fit Rude's character so perfectly. It was like everybody can hate me because I just surround myself with like all these beautiful women at once. Yeah, it's. It's it's just he needs like you could he's an easy character to build he really is yep. you've you have you've seen it before with I mean he's essentially a Ric Flair like and he's good at it he's he's really good at it he's that's he why when he was the factor yeah when he was the in factor in TNA it fucking worked yep yep and he he, he looks great he's 
He's got a great theme. His theme could be a, great for a heel or a face. His he it, so you don't have to change his theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. It's just it, I, I approve. I I, I want to see more of it. That's it. Now, to me, it's not even a repackage. It's a very slight tweak back to his original heel heel persona. Mm-hmm. Um, we seem to be getting a full repackage, maybe with uh, another person who has been getting a lot of character build in the past couple weeks. His name is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Now, Bray has come out on this new program called the Firefly Funhouse, which is essentially a kid's show. Uh, He's got a red sweater on. Uh, He definitely shaved off a good part of his dreads, and he's just got the top of his head now pulled back in a ponytail. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, he looks good. He looks buff. He does. He does. Um, I'm really intrigued on where the character goes. I have a lot of theories, but I wanted to get your opinion first on on the new Bray Wyatt. Okay, so um, I uh, love this. I love it. I think it's a great repackage for him. Um, it's, barring the awful shirt that they made... Um, <laughs> I think this has I think this has a lot of potential, especially for his character work, the stuff that he can do, the the promos he can cut. Um, this is this is great, and then you're working in the stuff from his past, which we don't see enough when you do a repackage like this. It, it's working in the sister Abigail. It's still it's working in Randy Orton, Orton burning down the house stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's almost too detailed in a um, WWE that's not even detailed at all. So it's it stands out it, in a good way for Bray. It stands out. It's um, I, 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 where I want to see it go and where I think it might go is just that it's going to get more and more dark, the, the, the kids show, and more and more uh, creepy, and he's going to slowly get darker and uh or the show around him will get darker and it's just gonna make him snap and he's gonna have some sort of crazy i i just i i don't know i don't have a lot of faith that it'll continue to be this good that's my that's my issue that that's true but i i will point out some things that i i maybe have come up with because Little details involving this this character and the way it's going. First and foremost, there were some rumors that maybe some of the sponsors and some of the shareholders weren't too happy with the implications of this character. Maybe that's true, or maybe the WWE puts that rumor out there to try to build more intrigue in it. It wouldn't surprise me. Also, the thing about it is, this isn't the first time Bray's involved brainwashing children in his act. If you remember, during the Cena feud, he had the whole children's choir come out wearing sheet masks and sing, you know, we got the whole world, he's got the whole world in his hands. And then at the pay-per-view, he had a fucking, like, 10-year-old come out and show up right when John Cena was about to exit the cage and then talk in, like, a demonic voice at him and sing the lyrics so that Bray won the cage match. Yeah. 
this has been this has been part of the Bray Wyatt character before. Now, what I'm thinking, and and, and we'll see if this if this plays out. I feel like the witch, the rabbit, the buzzard. These are all almost like personalities of Bray. So that when we get to the arena, it's going to be like watching that movie Split. Like he's mm. going to have, he's going to be a multi, multiple personality, like disorder type of character. Hmm. And when he's the rabbit, he'll be fine and he'll be happy. But when he's channeling Sister Abigail, he's going to be fucking vicious. I mean, that's maybe where I think they might go with it. But I think. At the very least, it is beyond intriguing, especially because you can tell the level of violence and like disturbedness the character is still feeling. He's painting the shack being on fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. The word of the day is sociopath. Like, if, if, if Troy brought this up, if you go back to his original tweets when he first left TV, there was a lot of like. Well, patients not responding to therapy, and uh, you know, patients very violent and, and prone to outbursts. Like he set the table then, and then he deleted every tweet he had. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh, it's it's whether or not it, it works going forward. I think it's it's good to be excited about Bray Wyatt again because I agree. for a, a long time, I, I, he just became. He became tired. It was the same shit over and over again. Um, he was cutting the same promos, was, uh, saying a whole lot of nothing. Um, he was just preaching, and I, I am, I'm excited to be excited about Bray Wyatt, as weirdly worded as that is. No, you're you're not wrong, uh, and you bring up a good point because you're you're right. The whole thing, and and. Yeah, maybe the broken hearty thing worked for a little while, but just in general, the whole Bray Wyatt presentation got really just played out and just yeah. like, okay, yeah, it's the same promo, yeah, follow the buzzards. Like, it just yeah. stopped working after a while, and he was really in danger of being like a jobber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I kind of felt that towards the end of his uh, his run. Yeah, I know him and Matt won the tag titles, but it still yeah. felt like, well, they have pre-show material now. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was something when that happened, right? <laughs> exactly. And, but moving uh, on. Yes. Um, speaking of Matt Hardy, um, what do you think of the Jeff Hardy injury, and will we see them come back as with another run, or do you think they're kind of done at this point? Let's see, this is going to segue very nicely into my next topic, but I will address this part first. Uh, Jeff, unfortunately, needs surgery that's going to keep him out for a few months, if not close to a year. Uh, it sucks because I feel like maybe they were going to do one last run with them. Uh, we all know that Matt was, at the very least, banged up and possibly mauling his in-ring future a few months ago. Mm-hmm came back, he looked good, he looked healthy, and now Jeff's hurt. And now it seems like one of those things where, you know, these guys can't really get out of the blocks anymore. And I don't know if it's the age or the wear and tear they've put on their bodies, but I 
would be very well let me put it to you this way I wouldn't be surprised if they both decide to call it a career in the next couple months maybe right. they maybe Jeff doesn't do the rehab or maybe he does maybe he wants to maybe he loves this and this is what he loves to do but you're talking 2020 at this point when Jeff comes back you know, will Matt still be on the road at that point? What will he be doing while Jeff is gone? I don't know. I, I don't know. It just it doesn't look good as far as the future of the Hardys. Well, it was a knee injury, correct? That's correct. I think he tore his meniscus. Oh, no, it was okay. PCL. It was PCL. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's definitely... Um... It's it's definitely a combination of the age and the wear and tear. I think Jeff's forty one, um, which put would put Matt. I think at like forty three. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Forty four. So, um, maybe they they have some matches with Matt as kind of like a mid card guy for a little while and. Uh, see how his Jeff Hardy's injury does. I wouldn't surprise you if they brought them back um, for try to do one more run. I, I I think for health's sake. I mean, just in in how they they move around the ring. Like you said, Matt Hardy did look better when he came back, but he's still pretty stiff. He's got kind of like almost that Kurt Angle walk going, where he's got like the stiff back and the. You know, well, I was going to say, truth be told, even though Jeff got hurt, Matt's probably more banged up than Jeff. Like, oh, overall, yeah. like, just, like, with the wear and tear in his body. Yeah, and I mean, just just the moves, like, Jeff's still doing a lot of the same moves he always did, and, and they just look a little more sluggish now. And um, not, I'm not saying he should um, call it a career, but like you said, it, it wouldn't surprise me, and I don't think anybody would complain too much, you know? You know what's weird is um, when when Jeff started that feud with Randy Orton, mm-hmm. and they, uh, you know, Randy was doing all that sadistic shit to Jeff, and then that led to like the Hell in the Cell match. I actually enjoyed that program. It was probably oh, yeah. the first Jeff work I had enjoyed on in WWE for a while. Even the stuff with Joe, I thought was decent. I think they kind of cut it off all of a sudden. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Even if Jeff can't go 100 miles an hour like he used to, his, he, he's been in this business long enough, he knows how to tell a story, and he knows how to, how to get into a storyline. So, yeah. so there's definitely still some value in, in Jeff Hardy uh, being entertaining on the, on the WWE product. I just don't know. And I personally don't want him to retire, but I just don't know what his motivation is to to want to continue to put his body through it. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, I mean, he, he obviously loves wrestling. He's been doing it his whole, you know, life. And, uh, you know, there's this numerous documentaries and behind-the-scenes stuff of when him and Matt would have the um, the wrestling matches in their backyard and... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it's I I would li- like I would like to see him come back as well. But if it's if it doesn't if it's not in the cards, uh, he's done everything there is to do at this point. Now, Jeff, you did bring up an interesting point that they had to relinquish the tag titles. Right. 
And I'm not sure if you're aware, but it has been announced on WWE.com that on Tuesday, Shane McMahon will award somebody the tag titles. Yeah, more lazy booking, right? No tournament. Again, we don't have any type of qualifying for this. Uh, And and who knows? Maybe it's a swerve. but, But the way it stands right now is that Shane will just be like, hey, here's my new champions. Yeah. My new champions, even though he's more of an active competitor than a commissioner at this point. But right. he's still a McMahon, so I guess you can say that. Um, this is fucking awful. This just makes the, the titles look like shit. And why do I have a feeling he's just going to make it the B team? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think you only have like four tag teams on SmackDown right now. Um, but it's... I, I think it will be a swerve. I think multiple teams will come out, and then they'll have some sort of match for the belts. But now that that it, actually wouldn't be bad. Yeah, and I, I think this is just more or less fitting into his, sh- you know, shitty heel character. You know, it's just him being a piece of shit. Um, but if this is what happens, um, f- fuck, fuck the lazy booking, man. I mean, just... So, like, worst-case scenario, because Shane last week made the B-team his lackeys, worst-case scenario is he literally just hands the titles to the B-team. Best-case scenario would be, like you said, everybody comes out and starts arguing. And when, by, when, I, when I say everybody, you know, yes, all four teams that are on SmackDown have them come out and start arguing. Because um, you still have uh, heavy machinery. And you have the B team. And you have supposedly AOP that's going to SmackDown. Uh, Also, even Shinsuke and uh, Rusev are still a team. But the... I guess the medium case scenario would be if he just gives them to AOP. Because at least we haven't seen them in a while. But you think Piss Boy will be with them still? Oh God, fucking the Tinkle King! <laughs> Tinkle King? Um, uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't, um, and he shouldn't. Um, unless unless he's walking down to the ring with like a fucking colostomy bag, or not a colostomy bag, a fucking uh, catheter in, and just a piss bag on his side. That's the only only way that he should be anywhere near that team. How about a bedpan? But, Carry a bedpan? Right. You get that right. hit what, people with that bedpan. <laughs> where's Heath Slater and Rhino at? Are they on SmackDown? <sighs> Give it to them. Fuck it. <laughs> Honestly, who the fuck knows at this point? Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, because cause we had two issues. Number one, uh, the club were announced on, on Raw as part of the shakeup. We are two weeks removed from the shakeup. We're still shaking things up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just an ongoing it. thing. Yeah, um, and then on the other thing was the uh, the colognes, who I guess some type of WWE social media said in the past three weeks the colognes are on SmackDown. Like that has been stated, but mm. are they actually going to get on TV or? Imagine if four teams come out on SmackDown and it's not none of them are the colors. 
Uh, it wouldn't um, shock me. No, I. You know what? You know what's probably gonna happen? This is just. This is kind of like occurred to me. He's probably gonna give himself the fucking tag belt with somebody else. I was thinking that. I was thinking maybe Elias. he's the best in the world. Maybe he does it with yeah, like you said, maybe him and Elias. He just announced. So then Elias wins his first title in WWE. Fucking doesn't win it. He gets awarded. It. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I it would be fucking if if I that mean, happened. Hey, if he gave it to himself. Heat. If he gave it to himself, I wouldn't hate that, but it's still lazy as fuck. I, I would say this, if, because you didn't know Jeff was going to get hurt, obviously. That's why, he, you know, it's kind of out of the blue. But if he did give him to himself, there would be a ton of fucking heat online. Oh, my God, a fucking McMahon just gave himself the title. Yep. Um, and it would work. It would work for the character Shane's portraying it. As lazy as it is, I'd actually be kind of all right with it. Yeah, yeah, it would be a, a real fucking shitty thing for him to do, and like you said, just get a ton of heat. And it it, it wouldn't be a surprising move at all. No, but it would actually be kind of funny, especially if he didn't even have a partner. If he oh, just, just went back both. to the Kane. Yeah, if he just went back to the Kane and Daniel Bryan thing, and he was like, "I am the tag team champions." <laughs> You, uh, you could give it. He could give it to uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Rowan. Oh, that's a way to get heat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I like the idea of him giving it to himself better. But I do. Um, too. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I got a, a shitty topic. Um, <laughs> I did mention Heath Slater and Rhino for a reason because on main event this past week, which I know nobody watches. Um, there was, and this will be a surprise for you, so I'm sure maybe you saw about this, maybe you didn't, but Heath Slater wrestled uh, a newly debuted gimmick for Mojo Raleigh. Did you happen to see any of this? I did not. Now, I he, knew Mojo, Mojo's new gimmick was coming soon, because uh, they've been doing all the vignettes for the past few weeks. Yeah, they debuted uh, on the main event. Well, okay, so here's the thing about debuting in a main event. They know nobody's watching it, right? So it's kind of <laughs> like debuting it on a house show. So yeah. you're just kind of seeing how the gimmick works, and then if it does good, you'll bring it to TV. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. But did you happen to catch it? Uh, no, of course not. I just okay. saw um, <laughs> I, I saw the uh, what he looks like and uh, I, the fact that he won. Obviously, he, so he what, came what out. What does he look like now? Okay, so he came out. He's got like a sleeveless, hooded, leather thing that he has covering his head. Um, he has his eye. So he looks like he has the, right? He has the, the literally <laughs> those stupid lightning bolts he had in the mirror on his yep. eye. Those are just painted on his face. Of course he does. It's painted all around his stupid eyeball. And uh, he changed his finisher to an Alabama slam. Uh, I'll, I'll say that the, you know, the finisher is a little bit of an upgrade. I'll give him that. See, no, I don't think so because I feel like that stupid running punch fits perfectly to this character, which is just he's an angry man, and he just like him punching somebody in the face is like the perfect finisher for an angry man who's. He still, although I will say he couldn't, he couldn't help himself. He came out and he started getting himself all pumped up again, and I'm like, you gotta not do that. 
That's not the <laughs> character anymore. <clears throat> See, that's why they did it on main event because he's still got the work that Kings out. Yeah, yeah. The, I think anything you do with Mojo Rawley, there will be Kings in it. You know, look, there is for me. There was nothing more vomit-inducing than his neon green, I don't get hype, I stay hyped character in NXT. I fucking hated it. I really hated it. Um, and then when he turned heel, it was uh, okay. It was really nothing special. That's the problem. It was very bland and it was very boring. Uh, if he wants to put lightning bolts around his eyes and, and kind of act kind of crazy, you know... I'm not opposed to it. It just depends on how he plays it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think he can, you know, look, the thing about Mojo, I can't believe I'm going to be in this position to defend Mojo. Uh, he he got brought in directly from the NFL, pretty much. Am I correct? He never had any wrestling experience in other, any other indie or anything like that, right? I don't believe so, yeah. All right. So, I mean... You can argue that he's still learning because he's only two or three or four years in this business. So, yeah, I see. oh, hmm. he looks like a Viking. <laughs> I, I've read something online that said he looked like the long lost uh, bludgeon brother. Mm-hmm. He kind of does. Yeah. He does. It's oh uh, man, yeah. It's it's look. It's definitely a it, it's an upgrade to his look for sure because he's never had good gear. He he went from the the neon colors to like the the tiger or zebra striped shorts. Those fucking things were horrible. They were like not tight, but they were not loose. They were fucking weird. They literally looked. You know like what he looks you, like? He looks like a bad guy in the He Man series. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. I, I just think, okay, you change the character. Just this is one of those times where you can get rid of his first name because I am never going to take him seriously if his first name is Mojo as a heel. You know, that being said, it might not be. I mean, we haven't seen him appear on you know other than these vignettes. We haven't seen him appear on the main show yet. Maybe well, they just his, call him Raleigh. Maybe, but his 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 uh, like I watched his entrance. That's what I watched, and uh, yeah. the video still said Mojo Raleigh on it. So I mean, not that they can't change. They just that. called the Vikings. They just called the War Raiders the Viking Experience one week, and the next week they changed it to the Viking Raiders. That's true. That is true. Um, that's why In I fact, said that the first three weeks he could be Mojo Raleigh, and then all of a sudden one day they just called him M Raleigh. M. Raleigh. Just fucking call him Dean. Like his name, his actual name they is Dean. They Skeletor if it makes them happy. He's fucking Skeletor. Yeah, that's... It's, uh... I think we talked too much about Mojo Raleigh. I didn't mean to bring that up to be a, a full topic. All I know is that he fucking sucks. And I don't... They need to not have him on TV anymore, in my opinion. I, I will say this. He... As much as I did, you know, defend that he hasn't been in this business that long, they do need to do a lot to him, his work rate, and his character for me to be interested. This is a interesting start, but I'm still not interested. 
Yeah, I think it's just the fact that they debuted his character on main event is is a sign to where they think this will go. Long point. Because you, cause you, um, if you really wanted to test the waters with this, you would have done it on a house show. You would have been doing it on house shows. And then you would have tried to debut it on one of the main shows, and if it failed, it failed. Because they've done that plenty of times, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm going to move on to something that I know a lot about, and that is 205 Live. You are? Um, have you been keeping up on it? Uh, through your episodes. I vic- I'm vicariously living through you. <laughs> well, that's, hey, you listen to it so you don't have to watch it. Um, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it, the product has not been, um, uh, up to snuff, as I'd like to say, um, ever since Buddy Murphy has not been champion and Tony Nese is because he is fucking bland as saltless potato chips. Ugh. It's, so it's they did bad. two things. Actually, they did a few things all at the same time, mind you. Um, they collectively ran out of things to do with Buddy Murphy and Cedric. Yep. Facts. They, 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 both of those guys did all they could in 205. And when they moved them both, not only did the show suffer for not having two established guys like that on the show, but they have nothing around that. There was, there's no... Enzo Amore, there's no, um, you know, uh, T.J. Perkins, there's no Neville, there's anything that 205 Live has had in the past, you know, since its inception, is gone. You have a very, very not cool anymore Drew Gulak. Yeah. You have Tony Nese, who's the exact same character he was three years ago, only he's a good guy. Yep. And, you know, you don't do shit with Kendrick. Um, her, Umberto Carrillo's great, but he has no character development whatsoever. What What do you have? On tour? You have Mike, you have Mike and Maria, but you don't use them, right? Well, they're, they're kind of in some weird feud with Tazawa and Kendrick, but it's like... Uh, That's the other I, thing. You also have Tazawa. And to be quite honest with you, Tazawa is more over with the grunting noises than anything Tony Nese has done since becoming champ. Yeah. No, that's 100% true. Um, like, okay, so for example, this is how I... This, he's so generic babyface that, like, when Davari, who is his next competitor, I guess that's the new match you're going to do. Which, Davari is the best promo guy on 205 Live. Um that's not saying a lot because nobody else has really any promo skills. Maybe Maria, Maria does, but um, he does cut the most believable asshole cocky heel promos. But anyway, when when Davari won the match to become the number one contender, fucking Tony Nese went to shake his hand. <laughs> when has Davari ever? been a good like a guy to be like yeah i'll shake your hand yeah absolutely man so like, okay hold on. <laughs> you know so that brings up an interesting point because for some reason the cruiserweight championship the re- the revived cruiserweight championship 
what has been a lot better while it's been on a heel. Yeah. Whether it was um, when Brian Kendrick held it, it was better than when TJ Perkins had it. Uh, obviously, we know what Neville did with the whole King of the Cruiserweights thing. I personally liked when Enzo held it. Buddy Murphy was fucking amazing as champ. Anytime a babyface holds that title, it doesn't really work, and I don't understand why. Because when you go back to the original Cruiserweight days in WCW, and you had a babyface like Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. you could put a title on him and get behind him. And maybe because Ray is is a very, you know, he's very good at that. But I don't understand why they can't build a babyface champion in in, in this brand. Um, To be honest, this might have been a good place for a guy like Leo Rush when he first came in, if he wasn't a douchebag. But other than that, look, Cedric was a success for a little while, but I think you burned your candle out on him. There was literally nothing left to do with Cedric Alexander. On 205. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, he was probably the only babyface champion that had a moderately successful run. Um, but yeah, this is, it's just not working out with Tony Nese. And I don't know how soon you can pull the trigger, being that he pretty much just won the belt. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Fuck him. Fuck him. Put it on Tavari. I actually like what Tavari's doing right now. And, I, and I've liked what he's been doing for a while. And this whole Tavari, De Niro thing, run with it. Give Davari the belt at this point. Because yeah, I feel actually, like Tony needs is a failed experiment. And you, he can cut a, a good a good promo. He can you know he can be the asshole. He, he's yeah, good he's at a, it. He, he's good in the ring, and he's a sneaky little shit heel. He can mm-hmm. be what they wanted Enzo to be, yep. but better in ring. <laughs> yes, yes, he actually can do things in the ring. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's it's time to you know. I don't know. I don't think they will. I don't. I think they'll keep Tony the belt on Tony Nese one at least for one defense. I just don't see it going any further than that. Now we had briefly talked about uh, this whole world collide thing on the WWE Network, mm-hmm. and you know they've been doing these matches. I'm assuming most of them are still for Mania weekend, where you yeah. have people from all of the three supplement brands, which is basically what it is, right? Mm-hmm. NXT, NXT UK, and 205, and they all kind of fight each other. And they even got some people from SmackDown on one of the episodes. I think I saw Sonya Deville down there oh, yeah. at one point. Uh, she was in, I forget, maybe she fought in a triple threat match. It was like Sonya Deville from SmackDown, and then somebody from the UK, and then somebody from uh, regular NXT. Okay. I'm not opposed to it. I like the idea of of having these, you know, one-time matchups that maybe you wouldn't get to see otherwise. My only problem is, given the ratings of 205 Live, how long before they just combine all three? I certainly hope they don't. Um, I mean, maybe well, not NXT, but like NXT UK and 205 are, are constantly interchanging. Yeah, that's Which true. I don't, I don't know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because like, like we talked about a babyface, they need a babyface on 205, right? You got a guy like, um, oh my god, he's like a skater in um, Mark uh, Andrews. Well, yeah, yeah. He could work on 205 Live. Yeah, he's been on there before. It's just he 
you have tons of you have a lot of people you could bring over to 205 um but you're just not doing it you instead you bring oni lorkin because yeah, again, Oni Lorcan, there's nothing left for Oni Lorcan to do in NXT. Although he's still on NXT, which is also confusing. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. In the tag team too, right? Still. Him and Jamie Birch. Yeah. The wrestler tag team. Yeah. Well, I guess okay. So the Worlds Collide thing um, is is cool. I like it. I like the idea of it. I like the fact that we get to see all these guys wrestle each other. Um, and I I don't know. I don't. Not that there has to be, but I don't know what the the purpose of it is, right? Because they're 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 kind of putting these out at a, a random kind of. I guess you said is it is it been weekly as of late, or was it a kind of more at random intervals that they're releasing these things? If you go to the WWE Network and you go under shows, it has literally been every Wednesday. Oh, how many fucking matches did they have? During WrestleMania um, That's the thing, right? Like, they could have canned, like, 30 matches. That doesn't make sense. And granted, these, these episodes are only, like, three matches each. But still, we've had a match every single week since WrestleMania. I mean, we've had a yeah. show every single week since WrestleMania. And, and I didn't think they were going to continue with it. But then on May 1st, yep, we get another one, another episode and it's it's I think it's just a battle royal but still like yeah it was a, a women's and a men's battle royal now the thing is um okay even if like let's assume the battle royals were from WrestleMania weekend right okay so maybe that's the final episode but that's what I said the week before so if they release another one on May 8th you know this coming <laughs> Wednesday that means like yeah, they're just. This is going to be a thing. Like whoever's touring with them on certain shows, they're going to, you know, start putting those matches on the network. Which I mean, again, like I said to you earlier, if I can get Tyler Breeze versus Tyler Bate, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a fun little series. It's it's cool to see who who we you know. It's it sounds like wait. It sounds like these are still from. Yeah, fucking Royal Rumble access and WrestleMania access. Right, and I'm I'm not okay. So that would mean that you know they wouldn't have anything to do after this past episode of May first because they have now used all of their their stuff that was in the can, or maybe they haven't. Maybe they toured for a week after that, and, and whatever tapings they did, you know what I mean? Because everybody was traveling, I think, with everybody the week of the Superstar Shakeup. So oh, okay, so I'm reading here. It's um, WWE announced that the Worlds Collide events would air as a four episode series starting April 14th. Okay, so, so we four, got all four. four okay, yeah. So that's what it says. Hey, that's fine. Again, maybe they do something similar SummerSlam weekend, and if they do, I'm there for it. It's, it's actually kind of fun. It is. I think I think they should definitely continue with it because it's it's one of those things. It's great for the fans to go to. They have something extra to do during access, and uh, you get some awesome matches. Did you happen to see the match? I think on the first episode between Jack and um, Hopper. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, oh, it was great. I liked it I mean, a lot. I was just like, see, I would never get to see these two work together. So. 
Yeah, it's fun stuff. You got to see Aiden English wrestle, who you haven't seen wrestle in a long time. Yep, I saw that, um, yep. And he, 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 stuff like that that reminds you, like, oh, yeah, these guys can actually kind of wrestle, you know. But, uh, okay, we have time for one more topic. Um, hmm, what can we go with? Well, should we go with, uh, go ahead. This should be a pretty quick topic, so maybe we'll be able to squeeze in two more. But uh, they announced this week on their social media that Roman Reigns will be appearing on Raw this week to settle some unfinished business. Uh, and I think they specifically said SmackDown superstar Roman Reigns makes a rare appearance on Raw this week to, to settle some unfinished business. How do you feel about them going to grab Roman to try to pop a number? Oh, God. It's fucking matter of time. <laughs> uh, right? The, yeah. As bad as that sounds when you say that, when you, when you actually think about it, it makes sense. You knew they were going to do something like this eventually when ratings would continue to be down. Yeah, exactly. But then yeah, it's like, it's, what the fuck is the point of the brand split then? I mean, they've kind of proven in this past week that they're just they're they're fucking freestyle in the brand split. They're just doing whatever they want, and uh, I mean, it's just fucking yeah. You okay, know, Roman's you know what? I don't I don't even care. Look, you have like I said earlier, you have a shitload of talent in the WWE. You you need to utilize them where you want them, right? At different points. So I don't even care. But do not feed me that fucking bullshit when Survivor Series comes around. That this is the only time of the year. Because it's a fucking bunch of crap. And I swear <laughs> to God, they better not do it this year. You know they're gonna. I know. But so. that, that was it. I just, I just saw that mentioned as a news item. And I uh okay, really? We're going to go that well already? We just did the shakeup. Yep. Yeah, he just went to SmackDown. He's in his first feud, and we're bringing him back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll then do don't a... be surprised if Elias doesn't show up and hit him with a guitar on Raw. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, we could talk. Uh, well, let's see where we're at time wise. So if you want to do one, well, we got time. Okay. Um, we could either talk. All right, we'll talk about either Kushida, his debut, or we could talk about uh, Walter chopping Jordan Devlin's head off. No, let's talk about Kushida. <laughs> okay. Walter okay. is wicked. I just, you know, whatever. I think it's self-explanatory anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to say it. That's fine. Uh, have you ever watched Kushida in New Japan? I have not. Oh, uh, you know what? That's not true. I've seen... I've seen a match of Kushida, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Okay, okay. So I'm kind of in a similar boat. I, I've, you know, I've dabbled in watching New Japan. Primarily, it was because of things like Kenny in the box. So, if Kushida happened to be on that card, sure, I, I probably saw a Kushida match, and um, I, you know, probably couldn't tell you that much about him. However. I personally like his gimmick, the time splitter, the whole back to the future thing. Uh, I think Mauro likes it more than I do. <laughs> That's true. He was just, he loves he was that just, fucking thing. Oh, my God. He got to use like 30 back to the future references, and he just rolled with it. 
Um, I do agree with what they said on Revisited that Ono was not a good first opponent for Kushida. Yep. Um, but I'm but he's everybody's for Kushida, first though. opponent. I am excited for Kushida. He, he brings something different to the table. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see him going forward. Um, yeah, Ono is basically everybody's first opponent anyway. I know. He's a babyface. Um, Bro. Fucking, <laughs> yep. You name any future or actual NXT big names and tell me they have not faced fucking Cassius Ono in their first few. Yeah, he's like the gatekeeper. Like, if you can work with Ono or get a good match with Ono, then you can work with anyone. That's... <laughs> Makes him sound terrible. <laughs> well, the problem, the problem is, I, I know that Chris Hero is a great worker. The problem is, yeah. Chris Hero, the human, the man, it continues to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, and he's getting way bigger than he was even a year ago. This dude is pushing like three fifty, I think. It's crazy. Pretty soon he's gonna it's start cr- looking like Bastion Booger. <laughs> yeah, he's. He's gonna have to get a. He might have to get some larger basketball jerseys to cover up. They don't make it that large. <laughs> That's true. They did get some five X's in there, maybe. Oh my god! I think they make five X's. But anyway, yeah, no, it's he looks good in his debut. Not great. Not any problem. Not not because of him, but you know, it's it's an exciting signing for NXT. You know who I want to see to go against? Adam Cole. Anybody yeah. from fucking uh, Undisputed, Johnny Gargano, like there there are some Kushida feuds that I would be really excited about. Because, but I I think I need to see him against somebody his size because that's what he was. He was a junior heavyweight, like multiple time junior heavyweight champion. You know, it'd be a really good match is him and Roderick Strong. Yes, I'm there that for would that. Be a really good match. Um, and I so. actually like his presentation. Like they do this whole thing. Where, like, the little square lights, like, go down the ramp, and they, mm-hmm. play his, they play his... To me, I know they called it generic music, but I feel like it's it's specifically generic, almost like video game music you would get from the 80s, like you would from, like, you know, a company like Nintendo, a Japanese company. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I... I like it. I dig the whole presentation. The whole the sunglasses, the Marty McFly vest. I, I dig it. Yeah. No, I totally I definitely agree with you there. He he's a unique he's a unique character and I, I, I think it's easy to to market him and, and build off of his uh in ring work and his uh you could get some sick fucking shirts out of him and merch. Um, if, if he gets over, you think we get a DeLorean one day at a takeover? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that'd be the best. Or like a like a hoverboard. Oh. You know, like some sort of hoverboard. I t- that would be yeah. cool. Oh my god, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, it would. Oh yeah, you, you could you could easily see them giving him a fucking awesome Back to the Future entrance. Um, yeah. I think that's all the time we got on that one. Alright. So, uh, how do you fucking close these things again? Um, uh, we'll go with, uh, thank you, Sal, so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Jeff, for having me. It's fun to blend, and I don't get to talk to you that often, so it's always a good time. Yeah, that was the blender. Bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no, okay. Uh, at least, you know, go to rundownwrestling.com and check out our other great shows. Um, and uh, you said WrestleMania Salvation is going to be coming out tomorrow? That's correct. So by the time All you right. hear this episode, WrestleMania Salvation will be available. It's episode 26. It's the rematch of the century. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, part deux. Right, and the once once in a lifetime is coming up soon, right? Yes, but uh, before that, <laughs> I have to get by Miz and John Cena at WrestleMania 27. Oh, that should be a good one. That will be shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this was not shit. It, at the very least, I enjoyed Taker versus HBK. Did anything else happen on the card? You should listen and find out. Mmm, teaser. Um, and as always, I'll be on Hurry Up and Cruiserweight every Tuesday. Well, every Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's not shit anymore. Big mark but for the it, theme song you use, by the way, for Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. Oh, oh thanks. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's it. That's the blender. So well, we'll see. We'll see, maybe see you guys next Sunday. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Peace out, bitches. See ya.